Welcome to She's a Freak podcast, high vibe conversations with me, Lou George. Episode two, Heart Centered with Danielle Laporte. The two women who have done the work, been brought to our knees, flown high, made shit happen, surrendered and repeated. Some of the things we talk about in this conversation include anxiety, new earth, hope, holy anger, the mother calling, our experiences with panic attacks, love and compassion, forgiveness, and navigating this chaotic world. I'm so grateful for this yummy conversation that Danielle and I had back in 2021, and I just knew this needed to be shared again and needed to be the first episode on She's a Freak. This is also the first time Danielle has ever run somebody else's podcast on her platform, sharing that there is a lot of gold in here for people who struggle with ambition, human limitations, and holy questions. So enjoy this conversation and please let us know what you think. Hit subscribe and turn notifications on so that you don't miss a future episode. Welcoming Danielle Laporte. Today I've been giddy excited. It's about, what time are we on? Coming up for 7pm in the UK or 7.30pm in the UK. And all day I've been like a, a girl excited for Christmas because Danielle Laporte is on the show today. And I want to, first of all, get the fangirling out the way and express my gratitude to you, Danielle, because I don't know if you're aware of this, possibly not, but you really were crucial in my coaching career and kickstarting it. I think I was one of the first design map facilitators, certainly here in the UK, and it has been a really important foundation for the work that I do, and I've carried it with me through all of my programs, through all of the work that I do, and I know that you've got a membership called Heart Centered now, and that is really how I think of you and what you've given me or your work has certainly given me. And everything I do comes from desire and heart and getting out of my head and, and asking, what is it that I truly desire? What are my core desires in this moment or in this program or this creation or this year? So thank you. And mm. it's an honor to have a conversation with you today. That's a beautiful path. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. I want to start at the end. I usually leave the conversations with, if there was only one thing that you could mm. say to the world right now, what would it be? So kind oh, of wow. Lewis got the version of this, doesn't he? Like if there are three truths, you, all of your work's gone and there are, there's only one thing that you could say to the world, what would that be right now? The heart is the portal. Hmm. Hmm. The heart is, it's the way to everything you want. You might not even be aware that you want it. I think a lot of us are distracted by things that may not be aligned with like our higher purpose. But once you start, you know, you, you just said this in your own words, like getting out of your head and into your heart. Mm. It's really, that's the simplest and purest way to put it. The head is so useful. Logic is so useful, but it has to be in service to the heart. Mm -hmm. And if it isn't, if our intelligence isn't in service to love, then oh, it's just the worst kind of disconnection. And we're like, we're disconnected from, from our own truth. We're disconnected from like the universal mind of wisdom. That's always there. Always mm -hmm. wants to guide us. If we just like take a moment to tap in, we're disconnected from each other. We're disconnected from, the environment and we all know how that's working out mm -hmm. and the heart works in you know like it's so easy to say this and this or that lofty esoteric 
way. It's like the heart is the way, but it's actually really practical. There's like, there's tools for this. You just focus your energy. You put your mind in your heart. The heart Mm -hmm. chakra is it. It's an entry point. It's an energy center and you bring your fears into your heart and your visions into your heart and your prayers and your conflict and your shame and your kindness. And it's that energy in the heart space that transforms everything into what it's meant to be, which is, it all gets back to love. Yeah. Mm, Thank you for that. The heart is the portal. So beautiful. I was very excited a few years ago because I I started with this esoteric work and coming at my coaching practice from very much from a heart-centered place and spirituality. And then I went on to get my proper coaching qualifications in NLP and multi-brain integration, which is like NLP, but for the entire body. And I was so excited because it, for me, it's where science has caught up with what we've inherently known forever. And that is that the heart is an independent brain. Yes. Its own neural pathways. And it is very much responsible for desires for what it is we really want. And so the insight for me and that aha is like, oh, now it all makes sense. You know, why we, why we feel that way, why the work that you do, I was like, oh, just joining the dots and yay, science has finally caught up. And so I'd love to hear how you came to this. I know that you've been in self-development and spirituality and been through pretty much everything under the sun in terms of highest expression, but is there, was there a specific moment that you got this and did you lead before from your head were you someone who ever kind of led from logic and making things happen I think well like the short answer is yes I led from my head but I would say more specifically I think I led a lot more from ego not all the time but um ego being like my wounded self the stuff I hadn't looked at before, the stuff I was afraid of that I didn't even know was like running me unconsciously. And so that made me more pushy, Mm -hmm. made me more um, just sort of like an unchecked kind of assertiveness. And it's not that way anymore. (laughs) And like, was there an aha moment? Um, and that's just like a gradual grind of being brought to my knees by life. (laughs) 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 Yeah, (laughs) that's it. Um, uh, yeah, I think, you know, like your soul is going to get your attention to get you out of your head, to get you out of, let's just separate. So for the purpose, like for this track, it's not about being too much in my um, intellect. It's just like, um, just coming from that unhealed place of fear. And so I think life will create circumstances. Like anybody who's listening to this has probably had that moment. It's like, it's a diagnosis. It's a breakup. It's a law. It's like a feeling of blindsided. It's anxiety that it's a panic attack. It's all those things. Mm. And all of those, they're just to get your attention. It's not a punishment. It's not, um, it's not incurable. It's like, 
that which is greater than yourself, your soul or creation itself is just saying, Hey, does this, do you get it now? Let's just have you look over here and you peel back the pain or the anxiety or why you got fired or why you got dumped or whatever. whatever. And you go, wow, (laughs) I need to be more compassionate with myself and everybody. I need to be more honest with myself and everybody. I have been so unkind to myself and therefore not so kind, not as kind as I could be to other people. That's how, that's how. So I had enough of those moments of like, of loss or anxiousness um, where just like, I got to go deeper into the heart and it all gets, all gets back to compassion, all gets back to compassion. You know, you know, I'm probably talking to similar women that you are coaching and so many of them, if they're not burned out already, you can see they're on the track. Mm. And I can see there, it's, it's almost, there's some predictability there. And these are women who come back and go, I've never been an anxious person. And now I'm having panic attacks. You go, this is such good news. This is so confusing and difficult. It's not going to last, but this is your heart saying, like, let's just go for meaningfulness. Let's go for gentleness. And this is so confusing to baller women who are getting shit done. They're just like gentle, receptive. What? Yeah. But this is the way. This is the way. Yeah. Thank you for saying that because yeah, that they're exactly the type of women that I'm coaching, and and I am one of them. Right? We we work with women like us. Right? We're great at making things happen, and that isn't always the way sometimes the way I um a couple of years ago experienced a real dark night of the soul and I thought you know you you think you get to a point where you're over that and I was brought to my knees a couple of years ago not for the first time and started experiencing very severe panic attacks and what was diagnosed as panic disorder through a couple of years of unhealed trauma leading up to that and Sometimes you just carry on, right? You're like, I'm good. I'm good. I, you know, I didn't actually realize that the trauma had affected me so much. It wasn't my, it wasn't personally my trauma, but it was people around me and I'd kind of taken on their pain. And that's how it was manifesting for me as well. My dad got sick and um, just to give you some context, had a heart attack. My mum had an accident and hit her head. And the panic attack started with severe chest pains, excruciating. And, you know, I thought I was having a heart attack or a stroke. Um, and, and then manifesting the panic attacks as a result of that. And so it is, like you say, so important that we take the time and slow down and ask, am I okay? Do I need some compassion and love here? You know, I say also my personal experience and for many of the women that I'm coaching and working with, we're so good at taking care of others or taking on other people's pain. And, and especially in the coaching industry and self-development, we're around a lot of this pain so if we're not protecting our own energy we can take it on you know we're not just in our energetic fields without really slowing down and taking a look at that and asking am i am i okay am i protecting myself i think um well i'm sorry that happened to you and isn't it also just like it's such a it's a doorway right i think more women need to talk about it and it's one thing i learned for myself, it's like a few years ago, I went through something very similar. I'd say it's about 
three and a half years ago now. And I said to my psychotherapist, like I explained what was happening. And she said, Danielle, you're having a, you're having panic attacks. And I was like, what? Mm. I was shocked. And I said, like, cause I had no relationship to anxiety before I would never, mm. people would tell me about suicidal ideation and panic attacks and anxiety. And I, I would feel compassionate, but I couldn't relate. Yeah. And she said, this was like, oh, such a diamond. She said, you've actually probably had low grade anxiety your whole life. Mm. You just work with it. You just, what I do is I just get shit done. Mm. And eventually it catches up with you. And, um, and again, I just want to be really clear. Like if that's what you're going to go through, it's not a punishment. Mm. It's not some greater being like dispensing your karma for you. Although I think your soul is dispensing your karma for you. But, um, but anyway, what where I was getting to with this was the more I was open about it, the more I found women were just like, me too, me too. That and that's my experience. That's my and it's like you and you and you. And these are women who are like, you know, on television every day and running big companies. They're moms of like multiple children. And it's good to talk about it because we heal each other with hope. And we all have some kind of tool that helped us. You don't just get through it. So I really want to make this clear. Yeah. You don't just get through it. You actually turn that power or that, that pain into power. You turn that suffering into radiance. Mm -hmm. It's a brilliant thing. Yeah. Mm. I really, that was my experience as well. So thank you for sharing yours because we do, that's, that was my biggest takeaway is that we need to have these conversations more, us baller women who are making shit happen. And it's okay. It is an express talking to one of my clients earlier about um, imposter syndrome. And actually the woman who coined that phrase says she wishes she called it imposter experience because actually we all experience it as human beings to some level or degree, we're all going, how did I do that? You know, and I believe that anxiety and panic are the same, you know, at some point it's going to touch our lives to some degree and talking about it, same experience for me every woman I spoke to pretty much was like oh me too thank goodness I'm not, I'm not alone because we can feel so alone in that and especially when we're in it I don't know about you but I, I really struggle to ask for help when I'm in, in the depths of my pain same as kind of getting shit done I like to kind of take care of myself and use all of my tools and I threw all of my tools at it and actually what I was doing in that was resisting and the one thing that really I would say saved my life in that experience was um was surrender and, and I think that word is thrown around a lot without the true meaning of it but I mean I had to surrender like never before and there's actually um, a technique called flooding I don't know if you've come across it where when you feel a panic attack coming on you surrender to it and you invite it in and you allow the adrenaline to flood your body and I'd been experiencing the most painful panic attacks for months and months and months and when I came across this idea of flooding and to me, the connection to surrender, I did it five to 10 minutes. And I, and I said, come on, let's go. You're welcome. What, what do you need to do? Where do you need to go? Move through me. And it went within 10 minutes and pretty much never came back. I, I kind of felt the sense of it, but it was welcome again. This is so brilliant and powerful because I mean, what you're, I have heard of flooding and really it's actually a very Buddhist approach to things. It's just like, accept it. Yeah. And I really, 
relate to that as to the resistance as well, like throwing everything at it. Like I, I, I've even done that. So like, I'll take every supplement. I'll do every meditation. I'll walk, I'll walk for 13 kilometers instead of five, you know, just like everything. And it's, and it's actually noisy, all that self-help. Yeah. And this is a thing about a heart centered life or just approach to healing is now my way is, is that, I mean, it doesn't mean I don't experience pain or I don't resist, but it's just like, come in. Yeah. And there's something, you know, there's a very popular phrase right now in our, in the personal development space of like reparenting yourself. And it's cool. It has its purpose. There's something though about, I want to almost like take that to the next level. It's like, you're going to become your own divine mother. Mm -hmm. And so when those things arise, physical discomfort, anxiety, heartbreak, fear, you just, I see it just coming into my heart center and, and it's spacious. It's vast in there. It's really like the solar system in there. And like, I've got room for you. And my experience is that sometimes the say, you know, the self-criticism I bring in, sometimes it just gets even chattier and louder that's okay. I'm big. I got you. I got you. And then sometimes it just, whatever it is, it just dissolves or it transforms into something else. Mm -hmm. But I really believe things only change in the heart because only love, well, not only love is real, but love is the most powerful reality. It is the, it is the, it's the cardinal reality. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think fear, you know, there's many teachers will say only love is real. Fear doesn't exist. Well, creation created everything. So you can look at your fear and, and honor that, um, but just bring it into your heart. And that's flooding. Let's just be with it. Nice. Yeah. 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 Great story. That's a great story of yours. Yeah. Thank you. Again, I, I talk about this a lot because I think it is these we heal through stories and connection right and hearing other people's experiences so that we don't feel so alone and I think I feel like now more than ever with the collective breakdown before the breakthrough dark night the soul that we're all experiencing right now this this, this heals like we're all being forced to our knees in a way and individually and collectively and and we've got to look at what's not working what what you know what's the anxiety how have we got to this point you shared um, a quote on your Instagram earlier that stood out and it's very much connected to this actually, that pain does not come to make us suffer. Pain comes as an awakening. And with the conversation that you and I are having, that, that's why it stood out to me. Because I think, again, individually and collectively, there's something in that, especially right now. Do you have anything you want to say about what's happened in the last year and where we've got to and how people might be able to navigate it individually? Uh, yeah, I love that question because timely, relevant, yeah. <laughs> I think the divine mother, however you want to look at it, I think creation, my reference is like the mother. I just get this image of like, she's just shaking the carpet and, you know, you could put this in almost like a brimstone and fire way and say, like, it is time to get right with God, however mm -hmm. you define God. And I could put that in a more genteel, compassionate way, which is like, get 
aligned with your heart because whatever is not of love is, is being taken down systems. These systems have to fall this, this deconstructing. And I use that word intentionally, like doesn't have to be all destruction. Mm. Not everybody has to go down with this, but it's like this deconstructing is helping us see how greed has gotten us, not just gotten us nowhere, but it's just like, we've pillaged the planet and we've pillaged ourselves and how you treat yourself is how you treat the earth and how you treat the earth is actually how you're treating yourself. I think this is a huge call to let go. I mean, my, my, and, I, and let me just press pause in this and say like, it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you read in the news. Please just stop reading the news. Um, what matters is your own experience over this last year. And my experience was as soon as it became clear what was going on, yeah. I just felt I had to get okay with death. I just like went to the end and to get okay with death was to be more okay with light. Like, what was I going to let go of? And then it occurred to me, like, this is a call to forgive, mm-hmm. forgive myself. And almost without being overly intentional about it, like over the last year, I've just been, I've been asking some people in my life for forgiveness and letting go of grievances. It's like, things are falling apart. We're this is a threshold that humanity has never been at before. You're you're off the hook. You're good. I don't care what you said to me three years ago. I don't. You don't even owe me the money. You're good. Let's just. I just want peace. And um, I have let go of like probably half of my possessions. I've let go of some relationships. I just like it's okay if you don't want to hang with me, it's all right. Like go do your thing. Um, and I let go a lot of self judgment and I've let go of a lot of judgment uh, towards other people. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I would say I have, and here's the beauty of it. There's so many tangible things that have come of that for me. One is I've been surprised by so many people in the last year and a half mm-hmm people who I judged as shallow and they are deep and wise Mm -hmm. and people who I judged as, um, you know, close minded and they are forgiving and creative. Mm -hmm. I just, I've got nothing dark to say about, well, I do have lots of dark things to say actually. Um, but (laughs) I was going to call you on that. (laughs) Yeah. I keep, my heart is so much more open and I'm also learning to walk that line of like a kind of holy anger. Like, you know, I've been very public about my thoughts about Amazon and why I no longer even, I, you know, I wish my publishers didn't sell my books on Amazon. And I'm just like, wherever I think greed needs to be called out, I call it out. Um, I let go. So this is, this is what I think the question of this, of the decade is, what do you need to let go of so that you can um, live in the new earth? Because Mm -hmm. you cannot take greed with you. What is the new earth? I think the new earth is, um, oh, I think it's a heart centered world. I think it's a world where education is based on the individual, not on the system. I think it's where people partner 
from like this greater intention to like, we're aware we're coming together to heal ourselves and be useful in the community. This is not just about what I can get from you and looking good and getting laid. I can be all of those things rolled into like really conscious commitment. I think this is a world, the, the new earth is where like we actually value the earth itself. We value the resources. Everybody feels connected to nature. Like never have I heard so many people who, who previously didn't feel connected to the earth feel like, Oh my God, I've got to go walk by the sea right now. I've got to go sit under a tree. I need fresh air. Like the mother is calling us home and it's showing up with people who haven't even identified as having a spiritual practice who would never even think of having a coach. And they're just like, Oh my God, I just want to go talk to trees. I need to swim. Yeah. Because her, our bodies are made of her body. Mm. We're, we're craving alignment. And that is how you get, you get good again, basically. Yeah. Thank you so much for this conversation. I knew it would bring hope. And mm -hmm. each conversation that we have about truth, right? This, this podcast, this platform is all about honest conversations about life, love, and leadership. It's messy. Mm -hmm. It's, it's love. It's fear. It's all the things. And, and so thank you so much. I keep coming back to the, the gorgeous Hawaiian prayer, hope and open O, like heal, heal ourselves and anything's possible. You know, if we, we look within and we connect to nature and the heart and nature all day long. And it's con that constant reminder because none of us are there, you know, we all get caught in egoic traps, but that's certainly my practice as well. Like every day, okay, start with heart, connect with nature and then take it from there. And I think also one day at a time, right? It's, it's chaotic out there. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of information coming at us. And so coming back to how you started this conversation with compassion. You're beautiful. This was a great conversation. Thank you. And I think um, hope is really important. Like I can't overstate it. it. It helps. It sets our nervous systems at ease. It helps us create the next best thing and not meaning, you know, the second best thing, but like something more ideal. And it's a muscle. You have to actively look for it. You have to actively generate hope. Like you've got to stay awake. So like you've got to look for signs like, there's change happening over here and transformation happened there. And I got over this before and I've done this, this, and this, and she did it. And if she did it, I can do it. And children and nature and life keeps living and just move into hope. And this, I think at this point in time is what it means to be like a spiritual warrior. When things are chaos, hope brings order, internal order, like I see this, I'm aware, check, check, check. I got it, I see it, I'm aware of it. I'm not putting my head in the sand and I'm gonna actively choose hope. I'm gonna believe in people. I'm gonna believe in life. Mm. Yeah, that's the call, yeah. Thank you. There's so much more to ask you. We're gonna to have to have another conversation at some point. <laughs> I just wanna to talk to you all day. Um, I'm, I'm taking away so many things. I've written down holy anger. That is such a beautiful nugget. I've been working with Fierce Grace and Carrie-Anne Moss, who I believe is a friend of yours, has, ha, has done a lot of work around this. And that is certainly the call that I've had. Like I've 
been able to really actually channel a lot of anger that I've had about the situation, about the, you know, when I felt helpless this past year or dipping into anxiety again, I've really been able to channel and, and fierce grace has been such a guide for me and, and holy anger I feel is, is, is two sides at the same point, I guess. And it is that divine mother, it's that, okay. Um, I did a live, a bit of a controversial live earlier today, uh, no, yesterday, and I was like, this is a cry to all mothers. Like, do you feel that? Like that, that you, you were talking about Mother Earth calling us, and I really feel her in me, in my womb space, like, let's go together, right? Does that resonate? I might yeah. be. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> this is I'm, I'm hearing so many more conversations about the womb. I think like this is an, and you know, I'm always paying attention to like, what's the trendy language right now, but womb is up mm. and it, I mean, nothing's accidental, of course, but it makes sense. Like we are going to the root yeah, and this is the root of the body. You know, it's like root chakra, root creation. Mm. And it's time to like clean it up and get some love in there and grow something new yeah nice are you creating anything exciting right now you birthing anything oh yeah <laughs> always a lot well desire map you should know this actually the whole desire map program facilitation program is transitioning to become heart-centered so that curriculum has gotten an overhaul so the com the, the question used to be how do you want to feel the question now is what it what do you want to embody so we've got all of these practices to support that. And um, I have to write a book this summer. I get to write a book this uh -huh. summer. I am writing a book this summer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me too. I I'm gonna write a great book this summer. Yeah, I need to get on that. And, um, and I'm starting, I'm gonna launch these classes called attunements. And I actually feel shy about it. I was just doing a little promo for it this morning. I just like, I've never called anything a class. I've never called myself a teacher. Um, it's kind of bizarre, but yeah, I'm going to do these. I just want to like throw down 90 minutes, probably mostly women who will show up and some really enlightened dudes and just talk about love and dating and forgiveness, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Thank you so much. It's an absolute honor to meet you virtually. I'm giving you a big hug, hopefully in real life one day. Um, you've taught me a lot. You've taught me a lot. You've shared a lot of wisdom. Um, and on behalf of me and so many millions of incredible people around the world, thank you. Please keep creating as long as you're inspired to. It's, um, it's really impacting a lot of people. And I know this conversation went well, so thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of She's a Freak with me, Lou George. If you've enjoyed the show, please hit subscribe and turn notifications on so you never miss a future episode. And we'd be very grateful if you would share this out with your community and friends and leave us a comment. Let us know how this resonated for you. Make sure to follow me at I am Lou George on Instagram and at herfreak and that's herfreak.com for the main website. We'll see you very soon.